talk today i'm here to do another season review this one's going to be for big little lie season two on hbo and sky atlantic uh, i'm your host matthew and let's get into things here we're going to start off spoiler free just like we usually do take a break let you know what else we're doing and then jump into spoilers so if you haven't seen big little lie season two spoiler free housekeeping then spoilers but i'll give you another warning once we get there uh yeah so this was a good season of tv that just doesn't quite match up to its first season and i found actually kind of recently with some of the some shows that like if you think about certain shows that you've seen and think about how good the second season is compared to the first season um one direct interesting comparison could be uh good girls um like a female-led show but with quite a different plot and stuff like that um and and sometimes yeah sometimes you just have this big hit for your first season and then you just can't quite follow up what you do for the second season uh and that's sort of one of the things that big little lies uh basically struggles to do with its uh second season i mean if you take a look at this and as its own individual season still a good season of tv still very much a, a season worth watching and everything like that um, but just doesn't quite compare to uh, its previous season of TV. It's a bit like when um, you'd ask certain Game of Thrones fans, like, oh, you know, season 5 wasn't a good season of Game of Thrones, but it's still a good season of TV. Uh, that's basically what you have here for Big Little Lies Season 2. Uh, follows on, of course, from the first season with, uh, and I will be spoiling the first season there because it's kind of needed or relevant to talk about the second season just because of the nature of the plot and stuff plot and stuff um so yeah it takes place after of course the death of um perry celeste's uh husband and father to uh max and and josh and then of course you've got um you know mel, St- mel streep coming in here as mary the pretty much judgmental uh nanny coming in and you know celeste has done this and that and i want to take the, you know uh, do the whole custody thing and all that sort of stuff and uh just interfering with not only her lives but like there's a scene where there's the scene where you know madeline is speaking to um meryl and it's basically like oh i don't trust short people i just find them untrustworthy and little little things like that that some older people can tend to say and have that sort of attitude and uh, Meryl Streep did a phenomenal job as uh, Mary like sure Mary was an annoying character to watch but in an entertaining way um 
a bit like a well you can't really compare it to Joffrey but a, a villain of a show that like you want to keep on the screen because they're entertaining like they're bad characters but they're entertaining um but uh, the person who's playing the role uh in this case in this case Meryl Streep did an absolutely f- fantastic job and um yeah it's it's going to be interesting next year for for Emmys and stuff like that if uh, big little lies gets brought up again um yeah, so that was really, really great this season, and, I mean, even with certain other characters, she, she had, of course, the fight with, uh, Renata, I believe her name is, uh, had some arguments, with, and, I mean, with all the women, because, you know, they, they sort of banded together and stuff like this to defend themselves, and obviously to defend, um, Zoe and everything, um... Yeah, that they, they did a really, really great job with that this season, and you just had, you just had... Mary basically trying to poke her nose in everything and trying to get the boys sort of taken away and stuff uh and that was that was sort of her plot line for season two and then trying to her in her own mannerisms and her own way trying to defend Perry you know this this uh almost murderer this this rapist and uh stuff like that to Jane and um yeah, she so yeah, Mel Street was uh, was a big highlight for this season. She's probably in terms of the performances that stood out, you'd probably look at um Zoe Kravitz, Mel Street, and I would say uh, Nicole Kidman as well, of course, as Celeste Wright. Um like everybody else did did a very very good job like Reese Weatherspoon and um Shalene uh Woodley, uh, Jane in in the season, she did a great job and so did like Adam Scott. Zed McKenzie, but you just have a couple of, I think like the main three standouts for the season are probably, um, yeah, Zoe, Nicole, and Meryl Streep, I mean, you had a few like really standout scenes like with, uh, I'll just say the bit where Renata sort of loses, loses it in the car with, um, her husband is, is quite a scene as well, so, yeah, I'm realising as I'm going through this spoiler free part that this is quite, this season particularly is, fairly difficult to talk about spoiler free and I think the the same challenge could be said for for season one because season one you basically got this like okay something has happened somebody's probably died and you don't know who's died and who caused like the accident or whatever what's happened there's and then you're going through as you're going through season one there's so many different possibilities of like okay these characters are arguing is it going to be them and then you, you don't even necessarily I mean you can guess in the first season that it's probably a murder, uh, and there's just so many different people that could potentially have got killed, and this is essentially a good, like, follow-up to that as well, so, yeah, I mean, it's like, cause, like, you know, you can point out performances and things like that in the spoiler-free section, and, um, yeah, that's, uh, how season two kind of was. In terms of my overall sort of feelings on the season, I mean, I've said that it's a pretty good season, and it's a sort of struggled season two follow-up, but that seems to almost be more of a thing, like, the, mo- the more season twos that I've watched recently... Which happened to have been quite a few this year. Um, season 2 can just be one of those odd seasons. Where like, Okay you had this great hit in the first season. And sometimes you just follow to struggle up that concept. Uh, to, to follow up that concept. Um, and I've noticed that season 3 is really cl- kind of clean that stuff up. And then uh, make things better. There's no word yet on a season 3 for this. Um, I personally really want a season 3. Because this is where my big neg- negative thing for, for the season comes in. Um... I really hated the ending of this season, and I can't talk about why until the this, spoiler this section, obviously, but I will be thoroughly, unless somebody explains something else to me that I 
potentially miss. And again, I can't really talk about this little spoiler section, and I'll address it the first bit when we get there. If that's how they, if that's how they decided to end the series, I will be quite disappointed, um, just because of the nature of well, what it is basically. Uh, it's still a season worth watching, and like if you haven't seen season two and you're interested in, uh. Yeah, like if you've seen season one and you're interested in season two or the show in general, or whatever, um, then yeah, it's still very much worth watching. And you might come away with a different uh, perspective on the ending of season two. But I, I really like once those credits were rolling, I was like, okay, I hope there's a post-credit scene. And I fast-forwarded through a fair chunk of the credits, so I might have missed something, but I don't think I, I did. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of disappointed with that. But uh, yeah, can't talk about that sort of spoilers. But yeah, I enjoyed season two. It's very much, very much worth watching. But um, it's just a sort of letdown follow up in a way for for the season. But yeah, still HBO, still got the prestige TV kind of feel to it. It's just uh, and in certain parts of this season, it was a little bit slow, and they do tread some water from season one. Um, in a similar way, like with the with the editing and the trauma and stuff like that, which can be really really well done. Uh, and of course, we'll have to talk about some of the the editing stuff in uh, probably the spoiler section or whatever. So, uh, actually, I think I could talk about it here. There was basically like lots and lots of different editors for the episode, and there was this behind the scenes thing with the previous editor where like they didn't come back or something like that. Because um, if you notice in some of these season two episodes, you don't have as much as the like. What could you call them? Like quick cuts, like quick, quick sort of cuts towards like some of the characters' trauma and stuff. Where like a character is sort of remembering things that would happen, and then they'd be having flashes of the past or flashes of things that they kind of want to do but can't or won't or for whatever reason. Um, and the show's like really, really good when it pulls it. when it pulls that stuff off really well, which I think it still did in season two. It just did less of it, I suppose. Um, the show really starts to like pull out some of its strength as well, because in terms of like character trauma and stuff, which pretty much all of these characters are traumatized by something, um, it's probably the most entertaining show, at least from like shows that have done things like this. Like to to focus on a character's trauma so much from the past and do these quick cuts in like a really entertaining um really sort of stylish way they pull that off really well and it's quite surprising because in some shows where you go over a particular character's trauma and it feels a bit more long and drawn out it can feel like that a little bit in big little big little lies but um they just i don't know they just put it off so much but i think if they didn't have the quick cut sort of tool in the show i don't think they'd, they'd be able to do it very well so them introducing that in this uh, I mean, other films and TV shows have probably done something similar in the past, uh, but this this show's got its own specific way of doing that, and uh, it really, really helps to not be sort of dragged through the season with the character's trauma and make it just not necessarily entertaining, but so much more interesting uh, as far as the as far as the characters' arcs and their stories and what they what they've been through and bringing it up in relevant situations and. At times when there's like no dialogue as well, because these characters will be like, they'll either be driving or they'll be uh, sitting on a bed or, or having coffee or whatever, and you, you'll just see these quick cuts of different things that happen. It just makes it so much more interesting, and it gives you a little bit more of an insight into, okay, this character is like reliving certain traumatic memories and stuff, but 
uh, it just makes it more interesting. So, um, the show's really got some strength in that way. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that tool was specifically used worse in Season 2, or if they just... I think they just used it less, because I remember one of the... I think it might have been Episode 5 that they used it. Um, I remember Alan Seppamore that next morning, because I, I followed him on Twitter and stuff. He's like, oh, this felt like a much more Season 1 type of episode in terms of the quick cuts and stuff like that. I don't know if that's a good term of a way of describing those, but it's that's what it is. They're quickly cutting between... Uh, different scenes from the past and stuff. So yeah, that's all I could think. I guess they really uh, spoiler free in terms of big little lies. Uh, I will say though, if you uh, haven't seen the sh- if you haven't seen the show, or you have seen seen season one. Whatever situation you're in with big little lies for uh, season one or two. Uh, tell me what you think, let me know what you think of this season so far, uh, or now that it's finished or whatever, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's the contact page and information in your show notes um, yeah we're gonna do some housekeeping now, let you know what else we've been doing, and after, the, after that we'll be going into spoilers, so we'll see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Kualu, if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way. All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, as of today, uh, I did another discussion episode piece. Done quite a few of those lately, so have a look out on the uh, the TV and the film feeds for those, because that's where I put those out as well. There's a child screaming outside. Uh, <laughs> discussing the uh, box office and Avengers Endgame. Uh, spoiler free, there was no need for me to mention any spoilers in Endgame. If you're not one of the people that has seen the film and contributed to the film's success, uh, you don't need to worry, because I don't spoil anything in there. Um, and yeah, because Avengers, Avengers Endgame is now the number one film at the box office, at least not inflation or whatever. Um, yeah, I also, I, so I discussed that situation and the box office itself went through a top 25 list, uh, to see which films have done the best in the history of the box office. So you can look for that as well. Uh, what else have we done? Uh, a couple of trailer watches and discussions sort of thing. I did one on my own for Supergirl season five. Me and Robert uh, discussed Marvel's uh, Phase 4 announcements. Now that Endgame is finished, now that the Infinity... I think it's called the Infinity Saga. Now that that's all finished, Marvel announced basically all of their films and TV shows up to 2021. Um, so we did that. Uh, moving on to more trailer discussion and watches. Arrow final seasons, so that's for Season 8. Uh, the Flash for Season 6. And I did one on my own for uh, The Witcher, uh, which launched... Which launched the uh, Watching The Witcher podcast, which is now on iTunes and should be on Spotify soon as well. Uh, if you look on the iTunes feeds page that's been updated and I've added The Witcher in there. It's going to be starting some point later in the year on Netflix and I'll be giving a very specific coverage for that. 
Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home Part 2 review. Uh, of course I did Part 1 on my own. Which is now our most listened to film review. So thanks very much for that. Uh, but we did a Part 2. Um, which was me and Robert discussing the film. Again spoiler free spoiler split <coughs> type of thing. So we did that. Uh, me and Robert came back and talked about iZombie for its fifth and final season up to uh, season 5 episode 10. We'll be back for episode 12 and then we'll be back for episode 13. And then we'll be back the week after as well to do a series wrap up because the show will be finished by that point. 13 episodes. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk we talked about the Nintendo Switch and they're basically going to be doing uh, two new versions actually. Both of, both of which we recently discussed. Uh, one is the Nintendo Switch Lite which is a smaller, cheaper... Nintendo Switch that you can't dock handheld only that sort of thing we discussed that and they've got another version coming out which is the same as the original version of the Switch but it's going to have a bigger battery life uh, we discussed the Division because someone working on the game said that they wanted to do a more narrative focused Division game so we discussed that as well as the Netflix film that's coming out at some point which is starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal which is exciting. Uh, did another watching, discussing sort of thing. This one was for the Emmys, the 2019 Emmy nominations, which had the good places Darcy Carden and uh, Ken Jong from Community and a, and a bunch of other things as well. Uh, and that was quite fun to do as well. Uh, so yeah, a bunch of uh, watching and discussing, discussing stuff, uh, reviews, other things like that that we've done on entertainmenttalk.org or on podcast platforms. Let's take a look at the cast and discuss... Uh, spoiler wise Big Little Lies Season 2 uh, so yeah if you've not seen Big Little Lies Season 2 this is what your fourth spoiler warning in this review so uh, click on the home page if you're listening on the website or if you're listening on a podcast player just click on that and then pause the podcast and come back when you've seen Big Little Lies Season 2 we've got lots of other content other content that you can uh, find on entertainmenttalk.org so go listen to something else as well alright Let's go through the cast and stuff like that. Boy, where do I want to start with this? Uh, yeah, I said I was going to be addressing the ending and why I hated it. Um, so basically, you've got right at the end, um, Zoe, not Zoe Kravitz, Bonnie, her um, mother dies at the end of the season. Or at least that's what the, the thing that we get, the indication that we get that she's, put, that she's died because she was in coma for, what, like a couple of days or a couple of weeks or something? I don't remember how long they said that she was in there for. Uh, she was there with Nathan... And then she told him that uh, she never quite loved him and doesn't. And he's like quite devastated. And she's like, this is probably not a great time to bring it up. Yeah, probably not a great time. So, um, yeah, she went through some more traumatic stuff, I suppose. Uh, and then she seems to, she's driving late at night. And then she texts, assumedly, all the girls, the rest of the, wait, you got one, two, three, four, five... Uh, oh yeah, it was like the Monastery Five or Mon- Mon- Monastery Five or something, uh, because you've got Celeste, Madeline, Jane, Bonnie, and Renata, uh, who are the the five girls that were involved in uh, the whole Perry death and everything. Um, so she seems to text all those girls, and they meet up, and then what they walk into the police station to confess. So are you telling me that after? Ah, <laughs> uh, are you telling me that after? Wait, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 episodes um, of the series of them going through all these things that they're just going to confess? Is that what this show is trying to tell me or am I, or am I misreading the, the that scene? Because when you have these five girls and then they all, because they all meet up at the end, don't they? Or I think it's at least all of them. And then you see the last shot is 
police department police station and then they go and walk in um i really if that's the end of this series and it isn't a season three i'll, I'll be quite disappointed that they've decided to just do that um unless there's the other possible option which is bonnie has all this guilt wrapped up with her um because that's part of her sort of quick cuts that you saw uh through the season which was her sort of again struggling with the thing with stuff with her mum and the past but also with the fact that she was the one that pushed perry which was a good decision because perry was probably going to kill celeste at some point um and continue to be abusive and all that um i'm wondering if there's a way you can have these five girls they because they all walk in there it's not just her saying hey it was me i pushed perry down the stairs unless they're all there for like emotional support or something and i i don't know i just hope that the show isn't trying to tell me that all five of them went in there and they're like yeah we're on the stairs with them that night and bonnie was the one or we all we all pushed him or something i don't know i couldn't tell you we don't know <laughs> what's gonna specifically happen in the police station because we don't see it we see them walk in and then it, we cut to the credits um so yeah i this cut do you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of the 24 living of a day series finale where spoilers for something that finished five years oh i don't want to spoil the end of 24 um jack being in that predicament at the end and not knowing um okay we know who he's going off with basically i'm really trying not to spoil 24 i mean i know it was a long time ago but it's my favorite show and all that i don't want to spoil it for people because uh, I highly obviously recommend you go and watch 24. Um, but you... They basically, in this situation with Jack. And in this situation with the the girls from Big Little Lies. They leave both sets of characters in a predicament that is... Okay, you could take an interpretation of one thing could happen. Or another thing could happen. But the show doesn't tell you that thing. Um, like, you know, they walk in the police station and you you don't see what happens after do they do they decide not to do it and walk back out there's a whole bunch of different things that can happen and i, just, I don't like those sorts of endings really for for things um so yeah that's why i uh, didn't like the ending so much but who knows maybe tomorrow or the day after or by the time i post this podcast they will have renewed it for season three because if you renew the show for season three you can then tell me what happens in the police station and you can take the show from there um, I will still be annoyed a little bit if, let's say we get renewed for season 3, and you pick up from the police station, or maybe even a bit after, and basically they've undone all their secret sort of stuff, that's what, that's what I don't want them to do, is un- undo all of the work that they've done in order to keep this secret, it would just, I, I don't know, it, it bothers me, so let me know what you guys think about uh, the end of season 2. Um, yeah, let's talk about the uh, court case, shall we? <laughs> with uh, Mary and her just having this completely blind I mean I get it it's her son and everything there's a certain amount of loyalty but um I did quite how, how can I explain this I quite liked when you know when uh, Celeste is I'll have to build up to the bit that I like because I'll have to explain the, what I mean you got the court bit with Celeste and she's getting just butchered by this guy who's questioning us it's like oh you when you crashed a car and oh you slept with these like five different men or whatever and oh you were on um was it benadryl or something and she was driving and oh you've pushed her, your kids to the floor and she's just getting completely like just battered in the courtroom and of course you see the bit after where uh the other four girls are with her i think there's maybe another character in there with her 
um, and like she's just like wow that was you know everybody's like that was brutal we can't believe that that happened and then um, I guess Mary at that point thinks like okay I've done her over I've like I've won and these kids are going to be mine just because okay they've, br- they've brought up 10 different examples where sure she's not a perfect parent because there's no such thing and basically bringing out okay not when they try she tried to hide the abuse from Perry away from the father you get basically okay you've done this 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 and this uh to your kids and you're a bad mother and should be taken away and um should be given to Mary what I'm what I meant by what I liked is when Mary is getting questioned by Celeste and how can I explain how I like this not the obviously not the footage itself that you see which is um I think it was Celeste getting like abused by Perry but Mary's reaction to where okay you've tried to completely like um throw Celeste to the dogs basically that's what you've tried to do uh, and that's what she's trying to been try been trying to do all season um and then her like I can't watch this and like there's there's no there's no way for her then to at that point defend Perry and I just liked the I guess what I mean by what I liked about that is the turnaround in that which is when you have a character that's so in control and there doesn't seem to be much of a way back for Celeste in this situation but the girls come back swinging with like okay we've got this evidence what are you going to do about that and Mary is kind of the villain of this of the season in that way and I just like her getting sort of huh what are you going to what, what are you going to do about this now look at this footage you can't you can't defend that and I liked the turnaround there uh with uh, with Mary because that was the first real full on scene in this season where Mary wasn't in control there wasn't a way for her to sort of explain her way out of things um because it's like this crystal clear evidence in front of everybody in the courtroom exactly where celeste needs her to be um because the girls weren't trying to throw mary to the dogs basically they were trying to say no look at what your son's done because you've denied it for so long and even you know i get it he, he's died and there is a certain amount of like okay my son has died my flesh and blood has died and i want to defend him in some sort of way but i liked how you know they bring the evidence and like okay you sure he was your son but he's done this heinous thing you can't defend him basically i i quite liked the sort of turnaround there so i hope that will make sense i'm not trying to say that obviously i like the footage i'm trying to say that i liked the uh the turnaround against the villain in the season basically so hopefully that all makes sense uh what else do you have you have um what was it you got abigail madeline and ed um, I was going to subtitle this review, Not Everyone Gets a Happy Ending, but I think that's a little bit spoilery in a way, um, because, you know, Mary doesn't get a happy ending, uh, Renata doesn't really get a happy ending, um, Bonnie doesn't really get a happy ending, but Celeste does, Jane does, and, um, Ed, Madeline, and Abigail sort of do, because, you know, it's the whole, okay, let's have a fresh start, renew our vows sort of thing, and... I really liked in that particular scene where Madeline's like, yes, yes, this this is my chance. I, I promise you I won't like mess us up. And I believe her as well. And I sort of got this look, this feeling from Ed of like, okay, you've done this thing. And like, you know, you're dancing around in your wedding dress. And you're clearly like sort of uh, wanting to have this relationship continue and go forward. Um, and I'm going to give you one more chance sort of thing. And I do believe that she's going to take that chance. I do believe that she's going to... Not do what she did before, which was, you know, sleep with another guy and stuff. Um, 
But uh, there's one thing that I'm a little bit confused about in this plotline, which is, and maybe you guys can clear things up for me, help, help me out, or whatever. There's a bit where Madeline is looking at, I think it's Ed's phone. It like maybe goes off, or he gets an email, or whatever. Because uh, Ed was talking to that woman earlier in the season. She's like, I I take you here and now, and all that sort of stuff. And I like, you know, if we had sex once and it was good, and we we'd do it again, that sort of thing. And Ed's like. Okay, maybe we can sort of do that. Um, although later on, which I'm pretty sure takes place afterwards, they're on the boat and they're renewing their vows and they're all happy. So maybe that was something else. I just thought that when there's a quick cut, again, one of the quick cuts for the season, where she's picking up a phone and she's got this like, oh no, this like, wow, I can't believe this happened. But then later on you do get the scene on the boat. So I was slightly confused about that, but it seems like they got the happy ending that they I guess sort of deserve like she did a bad thing but she's not Perry you know so um yeah so I I liked the way that that got resolved and I did like the whole sort of you know Edge trying to sort of look on the bright side of things and look at what uh look at the the marriage and stuff because yeah sometimes you can redeem a relationship like that and um I'm glad it sort of worked out for them because given how badly things ended for other people such as Renata and what was his name um gordon of course they had to file for bankruptcy this season uh and they've got their their younger daughter don't see her name listed here they've got the younger daughter as well um and i did like well this yeah this is one of the sadder plot lines where he's like oh i get to keep my toys and um was it because I've sold it to this guy who's like said that I can look after it or something didn't quite get what that was but I got sort of the okay he's going to be able to keep it like this guy doesn't uh, I, I sort of didn't quite get that I guess but yeah he gets to keep these things which he sold but he doesn't own because you know when Renata picks up the baseball bat and starts smashing everything up um, just because I mean at that point she's lost it it's like you know we have to sell our house but which our daughter lives in and that we live in but you're sitting there playing with this like um, toy trains and like this train set and all that. Like she she's completely blindsided sided by that. Um, yeah, and then you know she just smashed up smashes uh, the things up and he's like, no, we don't own none of this. And then like he's smashing the the shelves up and st- she's smashing the shelves up rather. And um, that it leaves that a little bit ambiguous as well because she goes to like put her daughter to bed or whatever it is later. And she's like, everything is going to be okay. How exactly? I mean, you kind of have to lie certain at certain points toward your kids when they're that age with certain things. But, I mean, what are they going to do now? Um, they're like, filed for bankruptcy and they've given up the ring. And although I think she got the ring back or whatever. They had to give away a bunch of stuff and they have to sell the house. And the hell are they going to do now? So, yeah, the season didn't end well for, for everybody. Um... Who else do I want to talk about? you got Dr. Amanda. She wasn't in the season quite so much as I remember. Because of course you did have her basically talking to Celeste about. Um, you know Perry and everything that happened there. Um, one of the better. Certainly one of the better therapists that I've seen. In the show. Um, like sure some things she might have said might not have been right. And all that sort of thing. But with her advice of like. Hey even though you're like. Because Celeste tried to basically weave out the way of questioning which was, you know, he's not abusing me, it's just aggressive sex, which which can lead to abuse, which 
is what we saw. Uh, and Dr. Amanda is like, sure, this might be, you know, you might find some enjoyment out of this, like, aggressive sex or whatever. But, like, okay, he's going to get worse sort of thing. Uh, which I guess was more of a season one thing. But, um, yeah, her giving a, her giving the warning early on. And, of course, it leads to Perry's death and everything. So, uh, I, I just found her an interesting character. So, And I'm finding therapists interesting characters in in uh tv shows lately as well uh, i mean you don't get a whole lot of them the last one i remember seeing is probably uh from afterlife which you know he was awful <laughs> therapist in uh in ricky gervais's afterlife on netflix so all right and i think the last plot line or character arc that i want to talk about is with jane of course her relationship with i'm pretty sure it's douglas uh the character that's listed here um, and of course she had her son, which is the same guy who plays uh, Young Sheldon in Young Sheldon, uh, which is obviously the uh, the CBS uh, prequel show for the Big Bang Theory. Um, yeah, interesting little arc for her this season, getting of course a new uh, love interest with uh, Douglas, played by Corey Brock. At least I'm pretty sure it's him. There isn't any other characters in this list that I'm uh, recognising that were him, so I think it was Corey. Um yeah, with her kind of opening up, opening up to him, and I guess explaining about uh, the rape and stuff that happened, which was kind of like quite an intense but subtle scene in a way. I mean, with this show in general dealing with trauma in sort of a subtle way, with having these like muted, quick cut type of scenes that I've been talking about for the whole podcast. Um, they sort of managed to do that again, like have that reveal scene, but. Um, not do any of the real quick cuts, at least I don't remember any in that particular, uh, sort of piece, and then, um, or that particular scene, rather, and then, you know, she's saying, um, you know, I don't want to confuse my son with the whole new daddy thing, which, completely understandable, um, given everything that's happened with Perry and everything, um, yeah, with, like, because you've got her son basically saying, like, oh, is he, like, um, you know, your, your new boyfriend or whatever. And it's it's tough for Jane in that situation and, I guess, for Douglas to say, like, okay, what is the relationship here? How do we want to define it towards my son? And, you know, if we break up or whatever or something happens, like how something did before, does she want to relive that? And it's it's a big sort of dilemma type of situation for her. But at least it seems like by the end of the season that they're all good and they're together and living as a bit more of a happier family so um yeah that was one of the the sadder i guess um well well, sadder plot lines but with a happy ending where they've they've sort of lived nicely together in in the end um because again the theme of you know not everybody gets a happy ending uh so she sort of got hers in the end which was really really great so um and then yeah because you had the bits where like uh, Jane was sort of having to keep her distance from Corey and um, he wasn't sure what's going on and he's not sure of like okay where are you emotionally and where's this relationship and what do I say to your son when he speaks to me and it's a it's a very very difficult situation so um, and this coming from somebody who's never been even remotely in that type of situation before so um, yeah uh, interesting interesting little thing for them to do and it's in terms of like if you compare some of the character arcs some of them are a bit more similar to the others but nothing's quite like what Jane went through in the season with her son being one of the like elements in the season just because of you know, new love interest what 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 are we all calling each other you know he can't um Corey can't call the son daddy yet and they're like not whatever it, it's a it's a difficult situation but I think they handled the whole thing really well 
uh, on screen and I'm quite happy with how that ended up. Um, yeah, that's pretty much Big Little Lies for Season 2. Again, if they don't renew it for, for a third season, I will be pretty disappointed. Um, and they'll, they'll, of course, have to sort out the situation with the editors uh, for Season 3. Um, but yeah, overall, still a great season, just not quite as good as its first season. But um, sometimes you don't need to be better than your previous seasons to be a good season of TV. Sometimes you just need to be a good season of TV. Um, something like The Wire Season 2 is a is a good example. And again, HBO. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, a good season of TV, just not as good as its previous one season. Um, but overall, I very much enjoyed it. So, um, but yes, I will be, I st- I'll still be really disappointed if we don't get a third season. Because we just won't quite know what happens to the girls. So, but we'll see what HBO decides to do. Uh, and as I said, yes, if you want to send in any feedback, questions, comments, if there's things that I got wrong or things that I misremembered, because there were certain little bits and pieces in the season, such as, um, or was it Madeline picking up the phone, sort of things like that, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK is the contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, do you want there to be a third season? Are you happy with the ending of the second season? Do you dislike it as much as I did? Um... And uh, let's also hope that Jack Bauer returns one day as well, seeing as I brought him up in this podcast. Uh, we shall see. Uh, yes, we shall see with that. Um, it's only been, like, since 2014. So, uh, yeah. All right, that's my review of Big Little Lies Season 2. Thank you all very much for listening. You can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Plenty of things for you to listen to over there as well, uh, past, present, and future. So, uh, yeah, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. We also have an Amazon affiliate link. We're also on iTunes. By the way, we have a brand new iTunes feed, and that's for, um, I think I mentioned it previously in this podcast. It is now in the um, in the iTunes feeds uh, list, because if you couldn't tell, there was an edit, and I had to go off and do something. And then in between that time, I put The Witcher in our iTunes feeds list. So if you click on the, if you go on the website, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast drop down menu click on the itunes feeds page and all of them will be listed in there for android and for ios as well of course they're also on spotify so uh, check those out as well if you want to check them out over there uh yeah itunes feeds please rate review subscribe to those uh, that helps us out if you don't want to review the feed you can simply tap on that star rating and that will help us out as well hopefully five stars um, word of mouth if you uh, want to tell your friends family people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds that will also really help us out word of mouth is a really really great way and also one of the free options for how to support us uh, Facebook and Twitter of course social media is a very powerful thing uh, retweet them on Facebook share them on Twitter um, it's actually the other way around retweet them on Twitter share them on Facebook uh, put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to um and uh yeah video games if you want to watch us play different video games me and david stream on twitch robert streams on mixer thanks for listening and i'll see you next time goodbye